DNA and family history. In this series of short podcasts, I look at how DNA tests can be useful for family history research. Which tests are best for your purposes, what they are, what the test kit is, and how to use the results. The links and resources mentioned as I go along will be in the discussion notes for the series. You might well have seen the adverts from Ancestry or others on your TV or online, plugging their DNA test with often the line, find out where you came from. Did these make you go and look? Often, I have seen others buy a DNA test for a relative as a present, and then afterwards, when they have looked at the ethnicity estimates, and then apparently done little else. Assuming, I think, that either the results are wrong, or too complicated to go further. I'm going to take you through the process of what a DNA test is, what the test kit is, and then how you can use it with your family history research. I'll start in this episode with what a DNA test is and what are the types of DNA test. Here at Family History Roots, we go into the depths of family history, discussing and exploring methods for researching and looking at new records available to family historians. There are podcasts on getting started and in-depth looks at various online genealogy providers and how to get the best out of your time and efforts. Full details are found on my website, familyhistoryroots.uk. As a family historian, you will be interested in how Simple DNA tests results can be used to help with finding relatives. Much has happened in the last 10 years with a number of companies coming and going and offering a number of different types of DNA tests. YDNA, Family Finder, Big Y are some of the marketing names used by companies such as MyHeritage, Ancestry, and family tree DNA, amongst others. The number of people taking a test has also increased significantly over the last few years. Now in the region of 20 million plus tests have been taken and submitted to the testing companies, which are termed, in the jargon, DTC companies. That's direct-to-consumer companies. This means that the chances of getting a significant match are increasing all the time. These numbers also enable the companies to offer better ethnicity estimates, which give you an estimate of what part of the world your family may have originated from. You are listening to Family History Roots podcast, where we explore resources and techniques that can assist you with your family history research here in the UK.
I'm Mark Irving, Director of Professional Genealogists, Grange Genealogy, and I have been tracing and researching family members of many different families for reasons of inheritance over the last four decades, and researching my own family since the 1980s. Okay, so what is a match? It's where part of your DNA results match a similar part of someone else's DNA. And this part is a string of DNA matching in one or more chromosomes. You have 23, of course. And measured in centimorgans, the measurement scale used by geneticists in determining how much of DNA is shared from one person to another. In simple terms, the greater number of centimorgans, the nearer the relationship is likely to be. And if you have a match, one or more long strings of DNA, this will usually mean you have a fairly close relative. The definition of centimorgans is beyond the scope of this podcast and I leave the exact wording and explanation of them to the geneticists. Links are provided in the notes I have given with this episode, if you are interested in delving deeper. The important point for genealogists and family historians is that by looking at a match list, we can work out a rough relationship based on the amount of centimorgans in the match and can also work out by looking at the chromosome matches through which side of the family the match might be. There are always exceptions, unfortunately, particularly in cases where families intermarry, cousins marrying cousins, which makes it a little difficult on occasion. Now, there are several types of DNA tests offered, and they are used for different purposes as they measure different parts of the DNA in lesser or greater detail. Ancestry.com offer Ancestry DNA, which is an autosomal test, matching DNA from all the chromosomes except the X and the Y chromosomes, and they will match to relatives who are a close match up to five to seven generations back. Ancestry say, the Ancestry DNA test uses a microarray-based autosomal DNA testing, which surveys a person's entire genome at over 700,000 locations. That's on the Ancestry DNA FAQ page. Ancestry are also now offering an Ancestry DNA traits test which claims to show various personal characteristics that are inherited. This is a recent test and it remains to be seen what the scientific support for this is. Ancestry don't actually tell you. And they add a disclaimer that it's, quotes, not a substitute for medical diagnosis, end quote. From my point of view, knowing how difficult it's been for geneticists to identify particular genes causing disability or illness, I'm slightly sceptical about how useful this will be for us at the moment. 
It's a bit like the ethnicity estimates that have proved to be such a controversial subject with those that test. I can't see that this is any better, and I can't see how a test can distinguish at the moment from a spontaneous mutation or a series of mutations in the genes or one that is actually inherited. I'll go into the ethnicity estimates in a later podcast. At the moment, I'm sticking to what a test actually is. The next type of test is a Y-DNA test, a test of the Y chromosome only, and a test that will trace matches passed down by the inheritance of this chromosome only. It's only inherited by males from a male, so it will be a good test for the male line relationships. And as this chromosome changes very little over time, can show you distant male line inheritance, and by comparison, where this line may have originated. There are a number of Y-DNA tests offered by family tree DNA, all of which produce matches in this Y chromosome based on lesser or greater amount of testing. There's a Y-DNA 12, a Y-37, and a big Y, which increase the number of STR repeats that are tested for matches and SMPs that are tested. Family tree DNA offer these tests which compare STRs in the Y chromosome. They are short tandem repeats, that's short sections of DNA sequence that repeats multiple times, looking for changes that may match in the DNA of each subject. SMP or SNP testing compares changes, that's mutations, in a single nucleotide on the Y chromosome, which mutate at a very slow rate. But now tests can catch recent mutations, potentially identifying branches of Y-DNA in more recent times, that's 1,000 to about 500 years ago. There is another test called a mitochondrial DNA test, usually abbreviated to mtDNA, which tests the mitochondrial DNA found outside the nucleus of the cell, and which is always passed from mother to her children. And so this test will show the maternal line of inheritance. And family tree DNA offer this test. There is lots of information on these tests online, and I put links to Ancestry, FT DNA, that's Family Tree DNA, and MyHeritage in the accompanying notes for you. If you have any questions or other opinions on what I have been discussing, you can let me know at podcasts at familyhistoryroots.uk and what you have said or suggested may feature in a forthcoming episode. You can also subscribe to Family History Roots podcast from my website at familyhistoryroots.uk and by subscribing you will let me know that you find my discussions valuable.
For most family historians, the test to go for will be the AT DNA test, the autosomal test, which will show matches within the last 300 years approximately. When my mother tested her DNA, I was able to identify matches coming from ancestors as far back as the 1700s so far. But examining matches is a continuing project and becomes just part of your family history research. For some of us, particularly if I'm asked to identify a family group or find a family, DNA can be very useful if known relatives can be tested. And DNA tests have, of course, you know, been used to identify missing and found persons and bodies, as well as identifying people responsible for crimes. You may probably know that the first DNA test to identify a criminal was developed here in the UK in 1993 by Alex Jeffries at Leicester University. And the team at Leicester identified the remains of Richard III using DNA tests. Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, was tested for his mitochondrial DNA to help identify the body of Tsar Nicholas and his family. For our family history, once we have a match or matches, that we can use normal genealogical tools to trace the family back to the common ancestor and so work out the actual relationship. Helpfully, there are good resources that will give an indication of a likely relationship according to the amount of centimorgans that match. So, a DNA test is not a substitute for research, but it's an aid, or a correction, if you like. Remember that our DNA is ours, unique, except for identical siblings, and therefore, at each generation, some DNA is lost, as DNA is recombined at every birth, with a child receiving approximately half of the DNA from each parent. So, you may not match every relative you have, even if they were tested, and confusingly, siblings may have different matches. Although it's good to realise that even though you may match with only a part of your parents' matches, all of their matches are your relatives. But not all of your matches are relatives of your parent. Of course, they may be relatives of the other parent. Your DNA test results are stored on a database held by the testing company and comparisons are made in this database to produce matches which are shown to you by the testing company. These databases are not shared. Ancestry has the largest at present, and therefore potentially the greater chance for a match, although other companies claim to test people in specific parts of the world. And therefore, if you are likely to come from one of these areas, a test with that company may more be more helpful. Find my past.co.uk, the UK-based service, has teamed up with Living DNA that claims to test UK residents 
my heritage is considered to be more European, i.e. non-British, you can, however, copy or move your results to another company via a download and upload. And you will then have a second list of batches at the other company. Some will be shown in both places if that person has tested with both or copied results to the other company likewise. Ancestry does not currently allow uploads of results from other testers. So it's usually best to start with Ancestry as their results can be downloaded and copied. Ancestry only does the autosomal tests. So you'll have to start with family tree DNA for the other tests. The direct to consumer databases are separate from crime agency DNA databases and data is not shared. Although some detectives have in the past used some of the direct to consumer databases for crime detection, principally and famously in the case of tracing the Golden Gate Killer in the US. Although there are now restrictions on what detectives can access and by consent only. Each company now has detailed information on the use of the database that is allowed and about your rights of access and withdrawal. I'm a fan of the TV series Long Lost Family and its US sibling, particularly when DNA is used to help identify a person's family. And it shows what can be done working through matches and getting DNA tests with other relatives. This is not shown on air, of course, but it's done anyway. The hard work is never shown on TV. But remember, you just see the results. If you want to find out the time and effort that goes into finding missing relatives via DNA matches, read up on the stories of those who do this work. In the next episode, I look at the DNA test itself, what is involved and how you can see results. I will also look at some privacy concerns. I'm going to look especially at three genomics companies, Ancestry DNA, Living DNA, and My Heritage, and then briefly at Family Tree DNA. Join me next time at FamilyHistoryRoots.uk. Don't forget to subscribe if you have found this helpful. Family history is all about seeing life in the light of your ancestors. So may your discoveries and searches be fruitful. Until next time, good luck. The discussions and techniques and resources mentioned in this podcast were broadcast for personal use only and the resources and any associated tips and techniques for researching were correct as of October 2020.
2022 and in the UK and express my own opinion. This podcast was brought to you by Mark Irving, Director of Grange Genealogy. My further podcasts can be found at familyhistoryroots.uk and details of other services offered are at grangegenealogy.co.uk. The ragtime theme was courtesy of purpleplanet.com and to receive further information on upcoming podcasts and interviews, email me at podcasts at familyhistoryroots.com. Okay.